John 10 and 1, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. Aren't you thankful for a shepherd that knows your name? And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger they will not follow, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This parable Jesus spake unto them, but they understood not the things they were which he spake unto them. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. And Jesus makes a very bold claim and said, All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh. Everybody say the thief. Everybody say the thief cometh, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. This solitary verse, though it's not the crux or the focus of my message tonight, delivers to us the absolute contrast of the forces arrayed around us. Jesus Christ, the door, is come so that we might have life and have it more abundantly. The enemy of your soul only seeks to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Those are your two choices today. Uh, you can either go in the door uh, that Jesus Christ has opened, uh, or you can choose your own way uh, and follow after an enemy that will only steal, kill, and destroy. Dropping down to John chapter 10 and verse 24. In the same conversation, Jesus continues, The Jews came round about him and said unto him, How long dost thou make us to doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. And Jesus answered them, I told you, and you believed not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But you believe not, because you are not of my sheep, as I said unto you. And I want to read verse 27 together, as soon as it's on the screen. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. One more time, I want to read that together in this place. The Holy Ghost is here right now. God's spirit is thick over this room. And I believe God wants to accomplish something. God is going to point out to the sheep their need for the flock. God is going to reveal in some hearts, you're a goat. And God is going to begin to drive out some wolves from our midst or protect us uh, as the shepherd can do from the wolf that would sneak into our midst. I want to read that vo verse one more time together. Verse 27. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. With your attention for just the next few moments, I want to preach about sheeps, goats, and wolves. 
Let's lift our hands and pray together. God, I thank you for this opportunity, this moment. I thank you for the anointing of your word, God. I do not take it lightly, Lord, but with trembling right now uh, in my voice and in my hands, God, uh, I ask you to walk into this service. Have your perfect way in this room, Lord. Uh, Let your spirit walk up and down uh, every pew and every row. Uh, In Jesus' name, uh, take the word, God, to a heart uh, that I can't reach. Take your word, God, uh, to a place that is hurting and broken and heal it uh, in Jesus' name. Let's clap our hands to the Lord together. When did the term sheep become an insult? When did it become offensive for you and I to be called a sheep? Even worse, a lamb. Sermon is a result of a thread the Lord gave me in prayer earlier this week, and I began to tug on it and The verses and the words just began to explode in my mind. If it does not come out right, it's not his fault. It is mine. But I ask you again, where was it along the line where all of the sudden it became undesirable for us to be referred to as a sheep? You know what I'm talking about. We, we, we have this concept, we have this picture of a sheep in our brain, uh, of somebody that's just too soft, that follows too easily, that believes too easily. I hate to be cliche, but if you'll allow me to go to Merriam-Webster's dictionary, here are the definitions for sheep. Any of the various hollow horn, typically gregarious ruminant mammals, translate that for fun. Related to the goats, but stockier and lacking a beard in the male. Okay, I could see how that would be an insult. You just called me stocky and smooth-faced and hollow-horned. That, that's, and gregarious. I don't even know what gregarious means. There's another definition, though. And the secondary definition is this. A timid or defenseless creature. That's 2A. 2B is a timid or docile person, especially one easily influenced or led. And I kid you not, when I looked at an example sentence, there was exactly one example sentence for the word sheep in Merriam-Webster's dictionary. And this was that sentence. He came to see that the members of the cult were sheep who naively went along with whatever their leader dictated. When did sheep become an insult? Somewhere along the line, the sheep became the laughing stock of the world. Uh, It became so simple for us to say, uh, oh, they're just sheep. Don't pay them any mind. Uh, I've heard it in the political realm. I've used it in the political realm. Uh, But a breaking point came for me a few months back uh, when I heard somebody in the church refer to other people in the church that did not view the same way that they did uh, as sheep. And I thought to myself, wait a second, that's entirely wrong. How in the world uh, can we inside the church hurl the word sheep at somebody else and expect them to be offended? 
From now on, every time or any time anybody ever says, Jared, you're just a sheep. I pray there's something inside of me that rises up and says, thank you. That's exactly what I'm trying to be. Because the Bible says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. The voice of the enemy in the voice of our culture has convinced us it is undesirable to be a sheep. Sheep are too dependent. They're too defenseless. They're too fearful. They like to flock together. They don't like to go out on their own. And somewhere along the line in our culture, all of those things became undesirable traits. American rugged individualism might have tamed the wilderness in this land. That pioneer spirit and the homesteading acts might have settled South Dakota. But I'm here to declare in the Holy Ghost, uh, it is the sheep that will carry revival uh, throughout all of Watertown. Uh, It is the sheep that are going to carry revival uh, throughout all of South Dakota. It will be the sheep that take dominion uh, over the spiritual forces of this land. Uh, It will be the sheep uh, that are standing strong uh, and standing firm uh, When Jesus comes again. And there's scripture for this. Oh, yes. Like any earth shattering or mind changing in my in my life. Anyways, viewpoint altering moment. There's scripture for it. Isaiah 53, starting in verse 3, he is despised uh, and rejected of men, uh, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. We hid, uh, as it were, our faces from him. Uh, He was despised and we esteemed him not. That's the common viewpoint of a sheep right there. Americans don't want to be sheep. We're strong. We're individuals. We're rugged. We're pioneers. We're smart enough and strong enough to do it by ourselves. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him uh, the iniquity of us all. Uh, What happened right there? The sheep uh, lost the voice of the shepherd. Uh, They were led astray uh, by a different voice. Uh, Different voices began to lead them and they were not able to hear. He was oppressed. He was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. You want to talk about being a sheep, being undesirable. It's describing our Lord and Savior uh, as he's led up a hill called Calvary. Uh, He is not even defending himself. Uh, They're throwing every railing accusation against him. Uh, They're putting crowns of thorns on his head. Uh, They're spitting on his face and mocking them. Uh, He could have called 12 legions uh, of angels down from heaven. uh, And yet a sheep heard his voice and he kept walking. My sheep hear my voice. 
and I know them, and they follow me. Matthew 10 and 16, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the councils, and they will scourge you in their synagogues. And you will be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, take no thought for what you shall say, uh, for it shall be given to you in the same hour what you shall speak. For it is not you that speak, but the Spirit of your Father which speaketh in you. Do you feel small? Do you feel helpless in 2021 when forces are shifting everything we've held dear uh, as Americans? uh, When anybody with eyesight uh, can look around and realize that the world uh, is rapidly changing? uh, Do you feel like you're being led to the slaughter? Well, good. Nothing that I just read is encouraging any of us to be sheep. It's just like I thought. They're going to get slaughtered. The sheep are defenseless. They're hopeless by themselves. They're going to get beaten down. Until you flip to the last few chapters of the book. In Revelation chapter 5 and verse 4, John the Revelator records, And I wept much, because that no man was found worthy to open and read the book, neither to look thereon. And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not, uh, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book, and loosed uh, the seven seals thereof. Uh, And at this point, you're thinking, the lion uh, of the tribe of Judah, he's huge, uh, he's powerful, He's mighty. Uh, He's got claws. Uh, He's got teeth. Uh, He's a 450 pound beast. And I beheld and lo, uh, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts, in the midst of the elders uh, stood a lamb. As it had been slain, uh, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the spirits of God uh, sent forth into the earth. Uh, Stop looking around uh, for a lion uh, when there's a lamb uh, all along. Uh, The lamb's a lot more powerful than we think sometimes. Uh, The lamb's already beaten uh, the dragon. Uh, The lamb has already conquered uh, the serpent. Uh, The lamb has already stepped on his head uh, and crushed him under his heel. And the lamb came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. And when he had taken the book, uh, the four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell down uh, before the lamb. Uh, They poured out vials uh, of odors, which are the prayers uh, of the saints. And they sang a new song. uh, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. uh, For thou wast slain uh, and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood uh, out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. As a child, you ever play that fun game, which animal would win in a fight? Who would win? Lion or great white shark? We could talk about that later. We'll debate this. It could be fun. Who would win? Hippopotamus or a pack of hyenas? See, we we could debate this. Who's going to win? The lamb 
or the great dragon called Satan, that, that miserable serpent. See, it doesn't make any sense in our mind. Uh, And here we are uh, facing unknown circumstances and unknown problems. uh, And we don't even know what's coming our way. uh, And we're thinking, I've got to be strong. uh, I've got to be so defensive. uh, I've got to keep my guard up. uh, I've got to be tough. uh, I've got to keep up a rough outer shell. uh, But all along, God is just looking uh, for a sheep that will hear his voice uh, and go where he says uh, and walk how he leads. See, the Jews were so busy watching for the lion of Judah that they missed the Lamb of God. And in Revelation 12, 10 and 11, it reads this. I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of Christ for the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimonies. And they loved not their lives to the death. We are not going to overcome by the physical strength or the financial strength of this church. We're not going to overcome by the physical strength of the United Pentecostal Church International. We're not going to come or break through by our tax-exempt status, which we could foresee them stripping off of us. We're not even going to overcome by great sermons or great anointed worship teams. We're not overcoming by a beautiful building, by a bus ministry, or by an outreach program. It's going to be by the blood of a little lamb and by the word of the sheep. When the sheep begin to open their mouths and tell others, when the sheep begin to plead the blood, it's not by might. It's not by power, but it's by his spirit, saith the Lord. I'm reminded uh, of that little old Sunday school song we sang uh, all the time when I was a kid. Uh, I just want to be a sheep. I just want to be a sheep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep because I just want to be a sheep. See, the lamb is already triumphed over the devil and it's sheep that are going to bring revival to Watertown, South Dakota. It's sheep that are going to minister to your family. It's the flock that's going to gather around you and begin to bind up your wounds. Oh, you go ahead and you separate yourself from the flock. You go ahead and say, well, they don't understand what I'm going through. Well, have you ever tried telling someone? Let the flock close up around you and trust in what God designed. Luke 12 and 32. Fear not, little flock. I just want to be a sheep. It's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. A verse that's springing to my mind. Can somebody grab Acts chapter 8? I think it's verse 4. Somebody grab Acts 8 and 4. Thank you, Nathan. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Don't be deceived. There are great challenges facing the church. There are wolves without. There are wolves within. 
There are goats in the flock. It's the desire of the wolf to, to savage, to destroy, to lead away, to break up the flock of sheep. The problem with goats in the flock, goats don't want to be led. They don't want to be led by a man. And in doing so, they remove themselves of their ability to be led by the spirit as well. Goats want to be independent. They want to strike out for themselves. They don't want to share their problems with anybody else. They don't want to tell anybody that anything's wrong. It's all good uh, in the neighborhood. Everything's fine uh, in my house. It's good over here. Nothing to see here. In Acts chapter 20, verses 28 through 30, Paul writes and says to the elders, Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers, to feed the church of God, which he has purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. And also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them. We're not surprised by wolves outside the flock. We know they exist. We know they're there. We've been Pentecostal, most of us, long enough to understand uh, that many people don't like what we preach and teach and believe. They don't hear the same voice that we're hearing, but we're consistent and we're wanting to hear the voice of God. Uh, but there are chances, there are opportunities, there are moments where wolves will arise into the flock or from within the flock. Jesus said it this way. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. You shall know them by their fruits. Let me just say this. If anybody in this room, myself included, ever tries to pull you away from the flock, ever tries to sever you from the rest of the body, ever tries to lead you over here when the main body of the flock is going over there, separate yourself from them. That is a wolf, uh, and that is the fruit of a wolf trying to lead you astray. We live in a day and an age where you can find somebody to preach to you or teach to you anything that you want at all. We live in a day that we've been warned about where men will not endure sound doctrine. We've cheapened grace to a level of ridiculousness and claimed that God doesn't care what I do. He loves me and so therefore I'm saved. We're claiming salvation while never departing from sin. The authority of the church is under attack. The authority of the fivefold ministry is under attack. Bless God, I, I don't need no man to, to teach me, to lead me. Hear me in the Holy Ghost right now. At best, 
That's a stubborn goat refusing to be led. Uh, That's a stubborn goat saying, you know what? I don't need no pastor to tell me. Uh, I don't need the flock to protect me. I don't need the flock to tell me. Uh, But at worst, uh, they begin to spread that attitude uh, in their home. They begin to spread it into the church. uh, And now uh, they've moved from being a goat uh, to being a ravening wolf that's loose. This is not a new spirit. It's been around for a long time. In Genesis chapter 46 and verse 34, the Bible tells us every shepherd is an abomination to the Egyptians. Egypt, the type and the shadow of sin and the world, hated shepherds. It was the entire reason that Joseph knew he could bring his whole family in and they would be completely separated and cut off uh, from a sinful culture they were living among because the Egyptians despised shepherds. They hated what they stood for. And we're living in a day and an age today uh, where the common culture around us uh, refuses to allow uh, the voice of either God uh, or the man of God to begin to lead them, uh, to guide them. Uh, There's no flocking. uh, There's no mindset of follow. uh, There's no mindset of getting together in the body. Ephesians 4, 11 through 14, just to reinforce, we're probably quite familiar with this. He gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Who is he? He he gave some. Who's he? Jesus. Jesus did it. It's his flock. He's the chief shepherd. So he said, you know what? In my flock, there's going to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, and pastors and teachers. Why? So that they could rule over you and reign your life? I'm so thankful for the pastor we have in this church. We are so blessed uh, by a man of God whose faith we can follow. Why? For the perfecting of the saints. For the work of the ministry. And for the edifying of the body of Christ. uh, Or to say it how Paul said it. To feed the flock of God. uh, Which he's purchased with his own blood. uh, Till we all come to the unity of the faith. And the knowledge of the Son of God. Unto a perfect man. uh, Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That we henceforth be no more children. Tossed about to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine uh, by the slight of man, uh, by cunning craftiness, uh, whereby they lie in wait to receive. Who's they? Wolves. What it's describing in that verse uh, is what the world uh, thinks of sheep, uh, that we be no more children uh, tossed to and fro, uh, carried everywhere with every wind of doctrine uh, by fancy little tricks of men, uh, by cunning craftiness. uh, But all along, uh, it was God that put a shepherd into place uh, so that sheep that were willing to follow by choice uh, would have the right thing to lay their eyes on uh, that was going to lead them closer and closer to heaven. I'm thankful for a pastor that shepherds this flock. I'm thankful for a pastor uh, that is hungry to hear God's voice. Uh, I'm thankful for a chief shepherd uh, that calls under shepherds. Uh, for the sake of time, we won't read it, but write down in your margin, 1 Peter 5, 1 through 5. Go read it. God very clearly calls out elders to be under shepherds. 
And the blessing and the problem is this. As we start heading towards a close. In Genesis, there's a powerful principle established. It says that God created all of the animals by speaking. And each of the animals, when male and female came together, brought forth after their kind. It's a principle we still understand. If you have two dogs that know each other in the biblical sense, what is going to be birthed? A puppy. Like births like. Zebras birth zebras. Giraffes birth giraffes. Armadillos birth armadillos. Sheep birth sheep. Goats birth goats. So hear me right now in the Holy Ghost. You go ahead. You go ahead and be that independent goat. You go ahead to be the one that has to be driven and can never be led. You go ahead and have your nice little time by yourself. But do not be surprised for one moment when that little baby goat behind you, it doesn't want to follow you. It doesn't want to listen to your voice either. Uh, Why? Uh, Because a goat uh, gave birth to a goat. uh, And rebellion gave birth to rebellion. uh, And not flocking with the body gave birth to not flocking with the body. Goats will hang out with sheep as long as the sheep are going where they want to go. Goats will attach themselves to a man of God uh, as long as the man of God is taking them somewhere that they want to go. uh, But for a moment, uh, when that path turns this way uh, or that path turns that way, uh, goats don't want to follow. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Matthew chapter 25. And verse 31, when the son of man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory and before him shall be gathered all nations and he shall separate them one from another as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep On his right hand, but the goats on his left. You see, it's not about being dependent or independent. It's not about being your own thinker or going your own voice. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, come ye. Blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. If you drop down to verse 41 in that same chapter. These horrifying words ring out. Then shall he say unto them on the left hand. The sheep were on the right, the goats on the left. And he says to those on the left hand, depart ye from me. Ye cursed into everlasting fire, prepared uh, for the devil and his angels. It was not prepared for the goats. 
Heaven was prepared for the sheep from the foundation of the world by the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. It was God's purpose and design to gather his flock together with him in heaven, to pull his sheep up close to his side. It's impossible to read as we stand together. Matthew 25 and not think of Matthew chapter 7. Are we doing all right? Let's lift our hands together for a moment. All across this place. The Holy Ghost is here right now. Uh, I want you just to quietly go ahead and, and pray for a moment. Go ahead. Matthew 7 and 21, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my father, which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name and in thy name? I've cast out devils and by your name, I've done many wonderful works. And then I will profess unto them. I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. If you feel like the service is a little bit backward, we had altar call first. Let me reassure you, God is not done in this place. Because God is giving somebody the opportunity to profess in the sight of an entire church and in sight of all of heaven and of hell. I'm done being a goat. I'm going to be a sheep. I'm done going my own way. I'm done trying to solve my problems on my own. I'm done saying that those church people, it's good for them, uh, but I'm all right over here. Uh, God is calling somebody in this room under the sound of my voice uh, to step out of your pew. Uh, see, your problem has gone on for so stinking long that you feel like uh, you can't ever find your way back to him. Uh, but I want you to know right now, his voice is calling out. What you're hearing is the voice of God uh, calling his sheep by name. Uh, and he's calling you, uh, saying, step out. Uh, come to me. Uh, come to me. Uh, come to me. What we had uh, right before the sermon, when everybody was gathered around, or almost everybody was gathered around, uh, and sheep began to pray for sheep. Flock began to minister to flock. You don't get that as a goat. With every eye closed and every head bowed, as Sister Miller comes to play the piano softly. How long? How long will you try to go your own way? How long will you insist that I'm doing good on my own? I don't need to attach to a church. How long will you exist within the church and not tie yourself to it? 
This altar is open right now. If there's any doubt in your mind at all, whether you're a sheep or a goat, if there's any area or avenue of your heart right now that is convicting you or grabbing you, I beg you, under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, come together. Right now, God is giving somebody an opportunity to step to the front and say, I've got to tie myself to the flock like never before. I've got to attach myself uh, to the body like never before. Uh, These altars are open right now. Uh, I beg you to come. Uh, Come and let the voice of God uh, begin to minister into your life. Uh, Come and say, uh, I need the body. Uh, I've tried doing it by myself uh, and I keep going to the same place. Uh, I keep falling to the same things. Uh, I keep finding myself in the same place. Uh, But something amazing is going to happen as we gather in. Come on, uh, sheep, go ahead and gather in now. Uh, Come on, sheep, uh, go ahead and gather in around the altar. We're going to have a time of personal investigation. See, I can't see your heart and I can't see your motives. Only God can do that. I don't know if you're a goat or a sheep. I don't. I only know at best if I'm a goat or a sheep. So I'm not going to be intimidated by a quiet altar call for the next few moments as we all across this building begin to investigate ourselves. As the piano plays softly, I want you to look inward and ask yourself, Am I standing in the middle of a flock or am I going my own way? Am I hearing the voice of the shepherd daily? Am I following after him? Does he know me? Let's lift our hands together. Go ahead and investigate yourself. I can't do it for you. Sheep, I'm not the one you follow. We're looking for his voice. We're wanting to follow him. Go ahead, investigate it. Go ahead and ask yourself, am I a goat uh, or am I a sheep? Uh, Am I led by the spirit? Uh, As Romans chapter 8 says, uh, as many as are led uh, by the spirit of God, uh, they are the sons of God. Uh, If God's spirit is not leading you, uh, it's very simple, my friend. Uh, You're not his child. Uh, You're not his son. I want to be a sheep. I want to be a sheep, Lord. I want to follow your leading. I want to follow your voice in my life, Lord. I don't want to be stubborn. I don't want to try to do it by myself. I need your voice. I need the body, God. I need the flock to close around me, Lord.